This is the one with a parasite in a bucket. A crossover with porridge. An unused peace conference subplot. And the rematerialization of the dematerialization circuit. It's called The Mind of Evil. Here, Here we, we go. We're embarking on a voyage all through time and all through space. Counting Daleks, Dalenood, and the Cybertronic race. Tontarans look like taters and Silurians all have wonky scales. And the Doctor has a TARDIS. We're reviewing all his tales. Who back when? Reviewing all of who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes, please. Episode by episode, we're trudging down this temporal. Come join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be than who back who Back When? Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, and welcome to another fantabulous episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Fast. That's right, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guessed it. With me in the studio today is none other than Nicolay. How you doing, Podcast Land? Hello, Nick. Ah. And I am Ponkin. We are sitting here today just about to discuss C056. 56. 56. We're, we're finally past New Who again. You know, they caught up with us. Yeah. Now we, we've beaten them. Good fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Today's serial is The Mind of Evil. Yeah, six episodes. Six episodes, yet another master serial. Mm. Yeah. Quick succession. Yeah. Uh, by the way, spoiler alert, so is the next one. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so this is just like... This you, is the thing now. This is the yeah. thing for a while. Does he fuck off again? Because I assumed... Well, we'll get to it, but the, the end of this meant that, that we had a master break, but no. I was super surprised to find the master part of this one. Yeah. It seemed like... Because, you know, New Who likes to spread out the master, Missy episode yeah exactly yeah. and also hint at i mean with the the current season the the ongoing capaldi season mm-hmm. what is it season 10 the whole thing of like oh well we're hinting sometime later on further down the road we're going to get the master but what I find actually quite satisfying about classic who is it doesn't labor under the yoke of like legacy no it's creating that legacy exactly yeah. so like oh yeah we're having three master you didn't know what the fucking master was a couple of weeks ago screw <laughs> yeah, exactly. you guys whereas like now there'd be forums of like you oh, can't believe this is very master here whoa you gotta <laughs> you gotta rest the daleks like me give a shit <laughs> Fair point. Right, so uh, before we jump into this serial in particular, shall we maybe do a bite-sized chunk of who so that everyone can get on board? Let's. Time for us to synopsize, clarify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview. This free-for-all we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. Plot A. An experimental procedure devised by Professor Emil Keller is being tested at the Stangmore prison. The Keller machine is meant to extract all evil tendencies from a criminal's mind and then render them harmless. But the doctor disapproves of the barbaric nature of the device. Plot B. The world's first world peace conference is about to take place in London and UNIT is in charge of security. However, the coincidentally concurrent transport of a special nerve gas rocket may put the proceedings in jeopardy. Red thread. It's the master across the board. Hilarity ensues. Be scout over. You are welcome. Aren't you just? <laughs> Can I start us off with a question? Do. Actually, it's a two-part question. Oh. All right. So the reason I ask is that I'm, I'm sure that you know way more about this topic than I do. The topic in question is military strategy. <laughs> and, uh, I say yeah, that because you've come I know... to the right place. <laughs> I say that mainly because I know nothing about it. Mm. I have two questions pertaining to military strategy. Mm. Number one, so the Trojan horse maneuver. Yes. Uh, aren't the Trojans traditionally meant to stay inside the horse until it is inside the, the castle? 
the Greeks hide inside the horse. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, the Greeks. Yeah. Un- until the horse is inside the castle. Yes. Or the fortress. That's how a Trojan horse. Not how it's used in this one. They exit the quote-unquote Trojan horse mm-hmm. uh, right at the gates, outside the front gates, and then walk in behind said horse, in this case a van or a lorry. Very much so. Second part of this question. Uh, underground... Overground. Attacks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Underground attacks traditionally conducted over walls. (laughs) Right? Oh, wow. I really thought that this would resonate more. Yeah, uh, (laughs) fuck. um, Because Benton is in charge of the underground attack and subsequently scales a wall with all of his men. I don't really know what they meant by underground attack. I don't know, other than the Viet Cong, there was much in the way of subterranean warfare of all human history. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't know how that factors into this one. but just like that. The idea, like, okay, we're going on an underground attack. Should we talk about this? Because that's not something that we've done before. No, let's just do it. It's not just that. It's also the other guy. I can't remember um, what his name is. The, the guy who's a total kiss-ass before oh, yeah, yeah. Benton shows up. He says to the brig, to Bagels, mm. wait, hang on. It's an old castle. I wonder if they have, uh, they, like, maybe they have some underground passageways. And then two minutes later, they go, well, we're going to go in. Do you mean via the underground passage? There's no one, like, no one one's checked this. No one's mm. gone, well, that's a good assumption. Shall we maybe confirm it? They've literally just... They didn't they, they go, to City Hall! <laughs> <laughs> Get the blueprints! <laughs> and also, this guy with a map tattooed on his body. But the... the <laughs> I'm assuming that there's a scene in the middle where that kiss was reprimanded for having made a false assumption because there are, are no underground passageways and that's why Benton scales the wall. Let's say that. Okay, then. Fine, <laughs> alright. <laughs> um... I have another issue, again, pertaining to military strategy. Okay, go for it. So you're convening a conference or summit of all the world leaders. Yeah. Or at least, the, let's say, the G20. Sure. Um, so logistically, yeah. is this the best time to move a rocket in very close proximity any weapon of mass destruction? Just to add a little bit of specificity to that, when you say to move this rocket, do you mean just put it on the back of a van and ferry it in plain view of everyone across a public road guarded by maybe a dozen men? It, it could be a van or a Ford Fiesta or a push bike, just any form of transport. Yeah. <laughs> Does Uh, that seem prudent? In answer to your question, no. Also, another question, when you're moving this weapon of mass destruction, which uh, the plan there is to just sink it, right? They just want to throw it (laughs) over the edge of (laughs) Britain. They just want to go like, plumps, into the water. (laughs) It's your problem now, France. Wouldn't you disable it before transporting yes, it? Yes, decommission it in somehow, in yeah. some fashion. Whereas in this case, it's, I mean, it is fully functioning. It is primed, it is armed, it is fully functioning. Like, you literally just need to turn a key and it is good to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, throw the key into the water first. Uh. And then... T- <laughs> Okay, got right. another question for you. Go, hit me. <laughs> Stepping away from military strategy, though. Where did the master... So, just to put this into context, the Keller machine that we mentioned in one of the two plots, mm. uh, the Keller machine, it turns out, is actually just this bucket that contains an alien. Yeah, and, alien bucket. Yeah, it's an alien bucket. <laughs> New to 2017. Where did the master get the alien from? Because he can't travel around anymore, right? He's landlocked, just like the doctor. Does he just have... The way that the doctor can access his limitless wardrobe inside the TARDIS. Do you think the the Master has this limitless menagerie of aliens at his disposal? 
Well, very possibly, because he has a TARDIS. It doesn't stop the TARDIS being a TARDIS. Yeah, as in, still... Like, as in, like, as a receptacle of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yes. Let's say yes. Okay, um, then. Which, because, you know, because otherwise it's literally... There's given zero... It would have been nice, actually, to have a shot of, like, oh, yeah, he's still got, like, this arsenal of bullshit. But then they, they're really wedded to the idea of, we need a... We need the reveal, right? Like, Professor Kellerman. Oh, Professor Kellerman's the bearded master. You know, yeah. like... So if they'd have had the exposition of the master hunting through his, you know, records or whatever, you know, it's his archive of parasite. Yeah, then they would have blown it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that. that's probably... Yeah. Yeah, but that's the, that's got to be the only explanation, presumably. Unless there is a like, there's loads of alien shit knocking about, and he just went and found one somehow. That might also be the case, but then we didn't get that either. That would have also been yeah. interesting. The other thing is that, so as a con man, yes, of great repute. <laughs> okay. Yeah, how is he able to convince so many people that he's a, just a professor? Doesn't anyone go from where? Well, and how like, long a game is he playing? Yeah, well, this is it. And how long has it been since the last one? Because to get like a fucking professorship, even in the seventies to now, was hard graft. Like, yeah, but you can yeah. just turn up and go i'm interviewing for a professor yeah but maybe maybe he just showed up he faked the paperwork showed up in stangmore or wherever not yeah. stangmore but he showed up somewhere in in britain mm-hmm. and just went hi i'm a professor from wherever i can't remember what he says switzerland i want to say actually did he I, I feel like they say switzerland at some point but yeah anyway so I, i'm a professor from abroad there is no way for you to double check this other than phoning the university of lausanne no nope, no 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 absolutely not and even so i mean we've already seen that he's absolutely badass at rerouting phone lines and stuff so he <laughs> can just do true. that so when they then call lausanne it's just uh, hello hello it's just oh sorry yeah. i just need to Bonjour. leave the room <laughs> yeah. just have to go out of the room for a second and then he takes the call in the men's room and then he comes back and he's like did i miss anything oh you spoke with them fantastic right okay, okay fine <laughs> <laughs> um, but then then the other thing is is that why they would not have gone through the verification process when he's just yeah. like he turns up and he's like hey you mind if i plug your humans into <laughs> into this machine <laughs> into this machine uh I mean, it's no, it, no, no! Don't look inside the machine. <laughs> no, no, no! But he—do you think maybe he's used some of his um, hypnotic skills? Oh yeah, he's got those. I forget that he has <gasps> those. He's never turned up in New Who, do they? Yeah, I don't really think so. Yeah, you're right. Because he definitely did that. With, no, wait. I was going to say definitely, but no, maybe he didn't. I was going to say he definitely did that on the guy who claimed to have installed the machine with Professor Keller in the first place. Mm. The really the the yeah. rather annoyed. I want to say scientist. <laughs> has the tete-a-tete with do- the doc, right? Yeah, when the doctor is being super rude <laughs> in yeah. the audience. Yeah, and she's like, oh. <laughs> Ag- oh. Again, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Again with the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So maybe he did hypnotize some people to believe his backstory, but even so, it's an incredibly long game that he's playing, all just in order to gain relatively easy access to th- this road? I mean, what's the problem? Can he, can he not just hypnotize other people to act as his mercenaries, or, wait, hang on, bribe some people to act as his mercenaries? Okay, more things. So The, 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 the prison subplot is completely unnecessary. Uh, com- entirely unnecessary, but kind of cool. If that was the whole plot, that would have been cool. Like, the the exploration of you know rehabilitation and passive you know yeah. it actually introduces some people to some quite complicated questions yeah like, could we and should we ever you know okay so it's interesting that you say that because originally that was meant to be the only plot mm. of the serial and then the the i want to say the writers 
<laughs> wife, not the director's wife. Okay. As in, I think at, already at script stage, the wife of the writer, cannot remember, this was on Todd's Wikia, told him, that's not enough to sustain six episodes, you need to add something else, and that's why they invented the whole peace conference thing. Oh yeah, the wife is uh, the woman who plays the hypnotized Chinese agent. Shit! Yeah, she is married to either the director or the writer of this serial. And she was just like, hey... Hey, Fia, this is great. Yeah. But do you know what you're missing? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs and we'll solve your script problems. <laughs> Good thing. Uh, can we make it super racist, though? Is that that's my is only that okay? stipulation? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's what sustains me in this relationship, and, after all. And um, I know I know we're only at the initial contract stage, but I'm. I, it's non-negotiable that I need at least two compliments. At least two. <laughs> characters apropos of nothing saying how good looking i am yes absolutely done sweetie <laughs> dolly <laughs> uh, yeah we'll, we'll get to those sound bites okay so number one that was meant to be the the full plot right mm. okay. the, the stang more prison experiments <laughs> you've just fucked with my entire like because i thought this was just like something like you know a couple of plots that were merged together in an ill-fated con- conceit to to put together something larger but actually it was a perfectly fine looking narrative yeah and, and then they just and they then one, it up more. And this one was like, yeah, you've missed a lot of me in here. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Let's take advantage of the fact that I'm not white. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're sitting on a gold mine here, sweetie. <laughs> Okay, so number one, that was the full plot. Number two, you said it raises some questions of should we, could we and should we? And the the writer's original intention was to do this, this is again from TARDIS Wiki or IMDb, uh, to do it as not an homage to, but sort of echo the values in A Clockwork Orange. Mm, well, um, quite. Which book, not film, in the book, it's very clearly against psychiatric treatment of criminals. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's very much echoed in this serial. Yeah, is, I mean, that's exactly the same theme right we could you know it's the idea of like you know incredibly extreme version of it chemical castration you know like all these yeah. fucked up things that we do to people to make them try to quote unquote act right yeah uh, yeah it's, it, that was super interesting i thought that uh, you know when i when we got into that when the opening scene i thought oh shit we're going into prisons and how we treat like could that not that that in itself is already it's super interesting mm. and unfortunately because this this additional plot because of that we don't really get to see the consequences of the you know the the meddling with criminal minds mm. there's maybe a scene towards the end when what's his face the guy who Bur- uh, burnham burnham i want to say maybe burnham burnham i mean the guy who actually undergoes the yeah. treatments uh, when he's he, now the like heroic simpleton exactly when he sacrifices himself mm. uh, for the others or possibly is sacrificed <laughs> for the greater cause yeah. when that happens there is sort of a, a moment of drama a moment of sadness mm. like oh my goodness holy they, shit, well, they, this guy was de facto they, innocent Right. They do real, really try to ham that up with, like, Liz and, and you know... Yeah. Not Liz. Um, uh, no, Joe. Joe, sorry. Yeah. You know, and how sad she is and, you yeah. know, and all that sort of thing. Um, just let's leave this plot for a second. Go for it. Actually now I'm just, Go for yeah, it. Just and let's just ping pong across them. Let's it's fine. This. Go for it. But the master's motivation yes. for starting World War Three. Oh, yeah. Wait, is... what is it? <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the rest of my question. What the fuck is it? <laughs> I'm sure he does mention it, but like, I don't think it was very, I remember thinking, that's not a good, good enough reason for the planet that you're on, dickhead. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't know if it factors in actually to the, the alien in the Keller machine, mm. but potentially this is similar to what he was doing in Terror of the Autons. So it, the parallel being, in Terror of the Autons, he wants to create war on Earth. He wants to lead this invasion force to mm. Earth, destroy everything, total anarchy, 
Napoleon world war, mm. literally world war, and then he is going to arise victorious as the new dictator or possibly right-hand man to the dictator, and all because he just trusts this alien force that he is given passage to, yeah. to conduct this war, to wage this war. In this one, he just trusts the thing inside the Keller machine and just goes, well, I mean, because I've put it in this position, obviously it's going to spare me, but it doesn't, just yeah. like the Autons wouldn't have spared him. Well, see, I think post-hoc, we did this in the Terror of Autons and what you're doing now is that it would have, I think it's compelling for me to think that he just wants to fuck up Earth because it's closest to the Doctor. Maybe. You know, that's it, right? It, and it's sadistic um, rather than he's well thought out. But You don't, don't think that he wants to have sort of a, a world of his own? He wants to dominate? Well, quite. But the thing is... He's called the Master. And I get that, but there are other fucking worlds, right? Yeah. Why'd he come here? Why'd he Oh, he picks this one, I think, just because of the Doctor. Well, exactly. So, like, I would rather, you know, it would have been cool to maybe see a bit more of that as, as like, a motivation. But I think, and I've been thinking about this quite often, is that when we're younger, we're happy to just accept the guy's like, oh, this guy just wants to rule everything. Done. We don't need any more explanation. That's a Bond villain explanation. And people, and there are those people that are power hungry and whatever, but, like, they often... There's normally a slight... They've thought about it a little bit more than that. they often come with some fucking maligned, terror philosophical bent right of course you know yeah. Pol Pot was a maniac but he had he had ideas tied to his mania yeah um, I mean say what you will about Pol Pot <laughs> <laughs> well I just I was trying to avoid Hitler right because yeah. everyone fucking says Hitler yeah. but there are other terrible terrible of course things. yes you're right there is always a, a, a an ideology behind this mm. yeah. sure not sure that's the case with the master no I think the master is just the Bond villain I think that's all it is which is because the other the other option the other extreme is him being completely maniacal and off his head like the Joker or something, right? And that would have been some people just want to watch the world burn and he's done that. Uh, There is definitely a personal connection here though. You know when the Keller Machine, the the conceit of the Keller Machine for those of you in Podcast Land who haven't seen this is it kills people by because it it, it feeds on negative intentions. Yeah, we got to do that. Okay, yeah. All right, let's do that and we'll maneuver our way to the master. So what the Keller, what the thing, what the Keller Machine is, it's just a bucket that contains an alien and, and this alien is it's a is a parasite. It's described as a parasite that feeds off evil tendencies, mm. and so when you put a criminal next to it, it eats all those bad intentions and leaves this very benign. Well, in this case, and basically a, a child or a childlike. Mm person behind but then it can use all that negative energy inside it to kill people by giving them fears like kill them through phobias and stuff and it was quite interesting like so you know we've i think that this is a bit of a trope probably maybe yes gamer could help us out with the the specific tropes but that a thing can manifest your like you know like 1984 right um like room 101 or whatever the, sure. the idea that you you're confronted with the thing you hate ghostbusters that's another good one um, <laughs> ghostbusters yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course the stay far marshmallow yeah yeah um, <laughs> he's the best one nobody think of anything nobody think of anything um and it, i thought that was kind of cool but like again it's i can now i can help but be a pedant and just like so where do you get water from parasite like where did this how, how do you turn yeah e, like this energy into like form well there's the uh, it, it, it's sort of the oh, 
I, f- I feel like we've already encountered this on Doctor Who, even. Yes, we encountered this in the, the Shakespeare Code, mm. where they they get someone to, to drown without, like, there's just water coming out of this person. And obviously, mm. there, there's the element of, oh, it's magic. Mm. But it is kind of the same thing. Like, yeah. the, it's manipulating something. Oh, actually, wait, no, fuck it. It's not the same thing at all. Okay, different uh, reference entirely. The Matrix. Mm. Like, if, if you die in your dream in The Matrix, then you die for real because your mind makes it real. Which is you. which is fine because that's uh, that w- that would have made more sense to me because the idea like I don't know let's say yeah you die in a dream but that's like your body going into shock or you know yeah whatever but, but like physically yeah, manifesting yeah, like, water inside your lungs if that's you die a in a matrix thing. you don't get bullet holes in your in the body and you're in gel or whatever um, yeah that's true so I'm not saying that it's impossible because you know it's Doctor Who and everything's fucking possible so that'd be you know it's cool that they can that this parasite can manifest matter out of these negative feelings but it only does it once yeah only does it once. Oh, wait, no, it does no, twice. 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 We've got the rats. Yes. The scratches in one guy's drowned. face. Uh, the drowned guy. But then the doctor has a nightmare of being burnt. Being burnt, but, but he's not un- actually burnt, is he? Exactly. Okay, so in theory, and this is how I would maneuver this back to the master, so that we get to see both the, the doctor's fear and the master's fear, and the doctor's fear is just flames everywhere. So maybe the doctor's fear is, oh no, the, the earth is going to burn. Like, I'm dying for fear of letting the world down. The master's Master's fear is just a gigantic <laughs> image of the Doctor laughing at him, which is amazing. Mm. It's, I love that scene. That was really good. Very, very good. Which points to this being very personal for the Master. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's very good. I also very much enjoyed... The, I don't know when my head went this, but you know when the Doctor then hears uh, the War Machines, the Daleks... Yes, oh, I made a list of this. Zarbi at World Club? Uh, no, I, wait, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. I made a list, I made a list. Well, there was a second there where I thought maybe it's a fucking Dalek which is you know I, I, we I, we'd already established what is actually happening but for some reason my head goat went that went there I wrote down it gives the dark visions of Daleks Cybermen Ice Warriors Wotan I think yeah. and some kind of insect creature that we haven't seen yet like a, a an anthropomorphized insect fly mm. if you will like mm. a man with a fly head all awesome yeah all super awesome. awesome I want to see that alien mm. oh wait hang on question for you did you see this serial in colour or in black and white black and white so did I uh, and I found out this morning on TARDIS Wikia there is a colour print of it oh right yeah which I, I had no idea mm. I, I found this on Daily Motion, and um, yeah, but there's the DVD release has it recolored. nice yeah more Dad. questions go for it go for it go for it go for it let's talk China <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> start us off so the doctor was speaking some derivation of a Chinese language yes how accurate do we think that was? Oh. Do you think this is a 70s? Like, let's just say some shit. Or do you think they were like, oh, we're going to give you some actual, like, Cantonese or Mandarin? I, I reckon it was it was probably accurate. I mean, as accurate as it could be, given that I'm assuming Pertwee didn't speak Chinese. Mm. Uh, I mean, any Chinese X, X, Y, Z, yeah. But they had, as opposed to prior serials mm. of Doctor Who, they had honest-to-God, straight-up Chinese people playing <laughs> Chinese <laughs> characters. Whereas Woo, previously, progress. yeah, whereas previously, those would have been, I mean, it would have been like Rooney 
in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, you yeah. know, it would have been like super racist, a white dude in makeup. Uh, and given that you have all these these people on set, fuck it, one of them surely can just pen something for you, right? Maybe. Yeah, I, f- yeah. I figure this this must have been relatively. Okay, do we have any listeners who uh, maybe understand what was said there? That would be cool. Yeah, then then let us know. Pop a comment on this page of uh, whobackone.com. Fun. There were no subtitles when I watched that, by the way. No, not for me. But I think that's the point. I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and then we're we're we're. The conduit is the doctor. Yeah. You know? um, and then let's talk... Uh, did you like that scene, by the way? I did. With the doctor name-dropping Mao Zedong. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah which, which, you know, at that point in history, at that fucking, you know, like, what? how did we feel about China? I don't actually know about Britain's relationship with China in the 70s. Much. And nor I, really. Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously it wasn't great, but... Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of... That was cool. Um, and I also quite liked the interplay that it was, you know, bagels on the back foot, as it were. Yeah. Um, unable to participate yeah. and really really not respected even in the slightest yeah. by the Chinese delegate which I quite liked yeah as, as did I let's talk foxy Chinese delegate okay so l- let's have let's have a couple of sound bites actually let's have three sound bites sound bite number one hmm pity she's quite a dolly right okay alright then <laughs> sound bite number two did he have an assistant mhm rather attractive Chinese girl Sexy, sexy racism. (laughs) And then, fast forward to episode two. Well, he somehow managed to lose a Chinese girl in broad daylight. Chinese girl? What Chinese girl? Well, Captain Chin Lee, the general's aide. I thought she was implicated, so I had her followed. Benton lost her. That's it, then. That's the link. What is? When Emil Keller installed his machine at Stangmore Prison, he had a Chinese girl with him as an assistant. Because it's got to be the same Chinese girl, right? (laughs) There's only one Chinese girl. (laughs) She's in town for the big show, and then she's going straight home. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this uh, this character. I mean, all of it was just, like, surprising. She's both Chinese and attractive. You don't usually see that. Do you feel that that was the thing? I do, don't do you know not feel the fuck that it there was, was like I think it was probably her husband writing in nice things like if, Maybe, if that yeah. was his wife. Um, it's possible that that was it actually. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it uh, at the time. I was thinking, oh, this is maybe it's like I mean, it's still racist. It's the it's the whole thing of oh, Oriental, exotic, yeah. oh, sexy. That sort of plays into our Oxford Comic Con experience, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. We need to talk about this character. So she's being guy hypnotized by the master and she has like not an implant but this device behind her ear I think or Mm. on her neck which which does what exactly I took it to be it's it acts as almost like a little radar dish that picks up all the waves from the Keller machine and then allows her to transmit fears into people because she killed someone through she killed the American senator exactly and then she tries to kill oh maybe that is it she she kills one person through like the that's the scratches right mm. the rats the fear of rats and then she tries to kill someone else by she turns into a dragon mm. uh, here are my notes that's the senator the senator oh, is I think is killed by the dragon there's a guy outside like a police station or whatever that he, she also he also that's Benton those. That's Benton, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, Benton, so. she like, gets into his mind. Doesn't give him any hallucinations, I think. Mm. Just, like, vum, 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 gives him a headache. Yeah. And he, he collapses. That's his big fear, though. It's headaches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I've got a fear of dying. Now I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. That is a thought, though. Like, I do think, why are these fears all very specific? We're all basically afraid of fire. 
Yeah. If like this room's on fire, I'm just like, oh, silly Leon. But do you think that she projects a specific fear onto someone? Do you think that she just amplifies whatever fear is already in someone? So she may not even be aware of the whole dragon imagery. But so when this is the cliffhanger, episode two ends with her manifesting this dragon, which scares the American senator, and then Doc and Bagel show up. And episode three then starts with them also seeing the dragon. Yes, right? he said and it's a collective it. uh, hallucination. hallucination. So uh, my notes here are, end of episode two, does the hallucination represent a phobia of dragons or of the inherent American fear that communism may spread its evil ways and surreptitiously confiscate our civil liberties? And episode three starts with, oh fuck, was it a real dragon? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> because if everyone else sees... <laughs> if everyone else also sees a dragon, that means that either there was an actual dragon there, just like she manifested uh, something physical to cause rat scratches on mm. someone's face, uh, she may have manifested an actual stone-cold dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Or she is deliberately projecting the image of a dragon. Because what are the odds of all three of them sharing the same inherent fear? Well, if what we were talking about earlier is that the fear actually manifest, actually manifest. Yeah. So it's not that it's a projection of a dragon mm-hmm. that through my fear, I would see, like, I don't know, disappointing my dad. Like, that would just happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then if you Wait, walk how, into- how, how would that work? I, I want to know how that works. <laughs> so you're afraid of disappointing your dad. And then dying. And then... Yeah. <laughs> dying from shame. <laughs> this, this Chinese delegate shows up with a little alien dot on her neck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, your dad's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, looking exactly. at you reprimanding Look at me just going... Oh, no. You again. I always knew you were going to disappoint me. Yeah, yeah. I know I've never explicitly said this, but I've never been proud of you. <laughs> You're not my favorite child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of that. And then I'd die. Uh, but, but, but if you walked into the room, you would see my dad scolding me. <laughs> Yeah. There's not a collective and hallucination. Then it's episode not, four would it's start not a hallucination. Right. So episode three's notes for me uh, in that case would have been, oh, fuck, it was Nick's dad. <laughs> because. <laughs> exactly. Yes. For a second, she did turn into your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone else was thinking it. Now we just verbalized <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. D- do they remind me? Do they disable whatever hold the master has on her? Yes. That happens. Is that by like taking four? off the dot? Yeah, I think something like that. It's like okay. episode four or something like that. Okay, um, right. I guess that makes sense then. Yeah, because she served it purposely. Yeah. And actually, we just need to switch focus to the master. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, before we do that, though, before we sw- switch back to the master and the prison plot, can we just have one more thing about her? Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, when she shows up, she... I, by the way, ka-ching, in my notes, I've written bingo, it was Cornwall Gardens, because, like two weeks before seeing the serial, Miriam and I were at Cornwall Gardens where... Where's Cornwall Gardens? Cornwall Gardens is, is where she burns the documents. Mm. It's, in, it's in Chelsea. It's a lovely part of, part of town. Mm. And where apparently UNIT has its headquarters. Nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah. anyway, so there's that, the, it's that scene in particular that I want to talk about because she's, she's accusing someone of having entered the, the Chinese delegates' rooms mm-hmm. and stolen secret documents 
moments. And then, dun-dun-dun, cut to two minutes later, she's standing right outside Unit HQ in Cornell Gardens, in a private garden, mm. by the way, next to a kid's playground, burning said documents in full view of everyone, and just dumping them in a bin, I think. Mm. Why? Why? Maybe she couldn't figure out how to get out of the gardens. <laughs> and this was her only matter of recourse. And maybe everyone in Unit was just too polite to ask. <laughs> she's she's in full view of a, a children's playground, meaning there are... Children, p- children know that they... There must be parents around, yeah, right? You know. I mean, if you pull back, we might see that she's made this fuse of dried leaves leading up to the kids. I think <laughs> when she drops the documents, <laughs> it's just like... Vroom. <laughs> I think children are looking and just like, oh, should we tell her why? Nah, man, stitches get stitches. (laughs) (laughs) It's London, after all. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you want to go back to the the master, shall we? Okay, if I've got any particular notes. How do do we feel about his sly hand did pickpocketing of the doctor and the rematerialization or the dematerialization circuit? Wait, his pickpocketing of the doctor? Yeah, he nicks it. Oh, he does. Yeah, you're right. He nicks it and then phones him up and goes, I nicked it. Yeah, (laughs) I can go anywhere now. Except even in the next serial, I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was kind of in love with you, dude. <laughs> I know that's weird, but let's grab a coffee sometime. <laughs> Just talk this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> like when Scott Pilgrim meets Nega Scott in the film. Do you think the Doctor and Master have ever fucked? I'm assuming that they've at the very least kissed each other a little bit. Yeah. Touched each other's junk a little bit. Yeah, I think so. There's got to be at least... Got to throw it around a little bit. I think there's too much tension between them for there not to have been like a tug job. At least. Minimum. Okay. Do you mean too many Camparis one night? They're on Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah. They've had a hard night of studying for some exam. And one says to the other, you know what? It'd just be much easier if I swore off women completely and the other went yeah chance of your fine thing <laughs> and then they they looked at each other just too long yeah and yeah but you're saying dot 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 hand job yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that was implied i think everyone understood that dot 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 means hand job if you ever see an ellipsis in any in any book ever just think hand yeah job. there's a there's a little handy in there okay yeah i that's very possible so in conclusion, yes, probably have fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so he's nicked the Rima Tarot. So what weirded me out is at the end, is thinking, well, if if they were go- embarking upon this whole, um, you know, ma- master, tra- <laughs> uh, 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 you know, series of serials, yeah. Why give him back the rematerialization circuit without, or dematerialization, T, dematerialization circuit without yeah. the doctor having his either? Like, the, then the battle can rage on through all of time and space, but the doctor's stuck and he's not. So actually, I'm very interested on what the next serial is about, why he comes back, or whether the doc gets his shit together and gets his TARDIS and he's out of here. I, I don't think that that's happening yet. Mm. I think that's going to be at the end of the season. So the next one's Claws of Axos, and I think... Well, that sounds pretty alien. It does, yeah. I've only seen some screenshots of it and it looks a little bit like whales <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a chunk of it that takes place on earth like a like just uh, clearly officially on earth yeah and the alien scenes that I've seen images of could just be a spaceship. So I'm assuming that the Doctor is landlocked and the Master just comes back to fuck with him. Fair. Really looking forward to the next one, by the way. You know the crinoids? Sorry, slight tangent. Crinoids, uh, crinoids are the plant monsters. Oh, uh, yeah. And we, have, we haven't actually seen the crinoids yet. But the crinoids are these, they start off, they, they take over a person, they're like these 
green lumbering plant monsters mm-hmm. and axos exact same outfit literally the same outfit except well i guess they made the axos outfit first and then for the crinoids they literally just spray painted it green nice. <laughs> it's genuinely the same See, that's outfit. great they were very responsible license you know license fee using department uh, in fact i already pulled up the screenshot just to show you <laughs> <laughs> it's the same same guy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. Fiscally responsible. <laughs> okay, so, right, we're, we're, we're back here with the master in the prison. How come the master returns to the prison still pretending to be Professor Keller and still going, oh, I can fix this situation. Like, just give me five minutes with the machine and I'll, you know, I'll use my screwdriver and it'll work. Why do that? Why not just hypnotize people? I mean, he's staging a prison break. Well, at some, one, I wonder whether, because he wants these, these inmates is basically private army right mm-hmm. i wonder if free will makes them better oh that's interesting you know what i'm saying like so like having to hypnotize everyone he has to figure out what they all need to do it he needs to point. strategize yeah, and yeah. he needs to pull but, every punch but no not pull every punch but yeah yeah, yeah right. throw, every, throw punch. every punch um but perhaps he needs what he needs is the criminals and their their free will to to affect real change yeah okay that's that's interesting maybe it's just a resourcing issue <laughs> do you think what? he wants to do anything else with the killer machine or with the um, do we ever find out what is called the alien inside i I don't think we do. I think it's just an alien parasite. A parasite? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But does he have any plans for it outside of this? I don't think so, because I think this is just stage one. Okay. Takeover, you know, year one, takeover, year two, starting on everyone, year three, get my commercial driving license. Like, I don't know, like, he's, just, he's got a five-year plan. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry, that was a hackney joke I stole off Hannibal Burris. Oh? Not a hackney joke. No. Good joke. I was yeah. hacked. No, it's fine. <laughs> you could have got away with it. How do you feel about the other prisoners? There's the one guy in particular. Prisoner, right? Yeah. Um, lead badass. I would much rather have seen more of him than the plot B. He was really evil. Yeah, which were doing cool, really right? vicious. You know? um, yeah, and then you could have had... At some point, I wanted the Keller machine to basically backfire. Mm-hmm. And we did get to see that little bit of, oh, it's now attacking the, the master, but then it failed. Mm. That's where we get to see the Doctor laughing. But that lead prisoner, who is super duper evil by human standards he could then face off with the killer machine towards the end of the serial mm, yeah and basically undo the entire plan I, I, that, I would have been to that how do we feel about Jojo uh, Joe Grant meet Joe Grant my very first note about her is that her acting is terrible just bad just really awful and I, I don't know if that's her fault maybe it's just the directing maybe someone said we want you to to act as though you are a little girl because that's how she comes across in the yeah. beginning she's like a child and she shouldn't be she should be a badass very resourceful unit agent right well mm, because she isn't a unit agent she's drafted she? in as some sort of like intern or some bullshit yeah but not an intern as in like oh well it, she's yeah, still she, in high school yeah, and she she's here she to make like, copies she hasn't like fucking fought 20 campaigns or whatever like the rest no, of the like, sure. you know but surely an intern with unit is still going to be relatively badass I don't know I would have just I would have dialed down what I expect from any intern to say that I just ex- expect you to be like a functioning adult. Like, uh, how you know, old is she meant to be? What do you reckon? Twenty. Max. Max twenty. Max twenty. What? So likely a teenager? Yeah. Oh shit. I think so. I think that's probably yeah. That's possible, isn't it? 
Mm. Holy smokes. Susie, for example, was meant to be 16, I think, and she was played by a 25-year-old or something. Yeah, it's all weird, isn't it? So, so possibly this person, Joe, is played by... I mean, the actress herself is in her 20s. Mm. So maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe she's meant to be a teenager. That, it seems really weird to me, though, that Unit... Unit! Fucking Unit would just go, Here, we have this alien, one-of-a-kind dude. <laughs> you know? 100% access given to just some child. I mean, at least now two of a kind but yes sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah it, what do you think of joe i mean again nothing nothing in the six episodes that made you think anything really about joe other than that she's a good person yeah but i mean the way that she really takes care of what's his face burnham or whatever his name is yeah um which yeah i guess but that made me feel better about burnham than it did about joe you know like it wasn't i didn't feel like that was great character development um she got kept taken hostage another another damsel in distress yeah that's true although she did wield a gun and sort of organize the guards taking back the prison at one point so that's yeah. pretty cool pretty yeah badass just wanted i don't know in yeah, same, that's, that suggests to me that she has military training. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, in the same way that some of the new Whos have had that, she's like just a bit more agency. I'd like the plot to advance because of some of Joe's actions. Mm. Or, you know, maybe her, has she ever face off with a master or, you know, something like that. Yeah. As our representative of Earthlings. But they've dialed that down they since Liz. Since Liz. And clearly there was a studio note somewhere that yeah, just said, no. A focus we, group. She was way too strong a character. Mm. Tone it down. Yeah bring back the glory days of Susie, you know, mm. or Vicky. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan. Except to say, yeah, she has that archetypal, I mean, I don't want to say motherly quality, but I just, she really, she takes care of what's his face. Mm. Lenny. <laughs> the, like, she just, you know. Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> I pet him and I look after him. I treat him real good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say about her, really. No, no. How about the doc? Oh, okay. So the doc is a, he's a, a tool bag. In the, in the beginning, he's so rude. <laughs> he's such an asshole. He redeems himself, though. I, I, I mean, I think, I think the doctor does a good job in this mm. one. He, it maybe doesn't show it very well, but he does seem to care about Joe. Yes. At least to the degree of like, oh, well, you're this innocent bystander in a way. Maybe it is, in brackets, you're a child. I don't want you to get hurt, so get away way and i'll take every hit from this this keller machine i quite liked all of this of that the you know him in meeting some of the chinese delegation and yeah. the rest of it yeah you know he was the he, he was, was great agent, when he was he dropping mountain yeah. dong in yeah. in that conversation he was wonderful in that conversation <laughs> having tea yeah yeah like taking his time yeah, it was very good right okay hang on what else oh wait hang on there is one really weird scene between them though in episode six mm-hmm. 14 minutes and 29 seconds in he tells joe like just look after yourself joe and then he touches her face like she's adele disease you know yes it's just like yeah <laughs> it's just like travolta Give me mel- life force. <laughs> really weird scene yeah yeah uh, but aside from that fine we've completely missed by the way not missed we've lost or they lost all the potential animosity that the doctor could have shown bagels and units do you remember mm. when we did the um the end of what's it called uh, again where he blows up everyone. Exactly. Uh, Bagel oh, Ice Warriors. No, it wasn't Ice Warriors. It was the lizard people. Oh, Silurians. Silurians, Silurians. yeah. Doctor Who and the Silurians. Yeah, Silurians. and he fucking murders a bunch of them, bagels yeah. and units, and he was like, hey, yeah. not fucking cool, 
And then the following cereal, he was a little bit, a like, little uh, bit. I don't really like. And now he's cool you. again. Totally fine. It's like, yeah, genocide is just one of the things you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's sort of it about the doctor, the doctor and the master. How about their interplay? Is that di- how do you, how do you feel that it rates in this one compared to Terror of the Autons? It's growing, I think, and the phone call at the end where he's like ha 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 yeah that made me feel a lot better he looks so <laughs> fucking maniacal he is a doctor but uh, he's a bond villain yeah um, oh. mm. i'm looking forward to hopefully some slightly more devious plots and, and some more tete-a-tete and maybe some actually like jousting in some regard between the two of them um i gotta show you a, a photo after this by the way mm-hmm. he looks it, it i was re-watching this serial the other day he looks exactly like my dad did at that time <laughs> there, I, I swear to god there's a there's a the, there was a time when my dad had the same beard <laughs> and it, it's just like oh that's so weird <laughs> uh yeah do you does it make you feel a lot better about like the master when you watch this guy yeah oh, dad like, yeah. fuck you doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take Delgado's side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else uh, on the team? Bagels. Who, bagels. I mean, bagels was bagels in bagels, this one. Bagels. Not, not a particularly good one, not a bad one. No. Benton. Benton wasn't in this much. No. Uh, Could have done with more Benton. Yeah, apparently he was meant to be in it even less. Uh, they wrote him in additionally because someone else <laughs> on set who was meant to do most of those lines took ill. Oh, right. And Benton was on, st- on set. So John Levine was there and they were just like, yeah, fuck it, Benton can do this one. Mm. I'm assuming that's when the raid is on the rocket. So I'm assuming Benton wasn't even meant to be part of that. Right. Um, the other guy uh, I've written down his name, Cosworth, Major Cosworth. That's the kiss ass. That's the guy that gets, he's hostage for some portion, isn't he? Is he? I think so. Possibly. Yeah. Yates is hostage, definitely. Oh, yeah, perhaps I'm thinking of Yates. Uh, Cosworth is the older chap who just uh, agrees with everything. Yeah. Hate him. What a dickhead. What else? Oh, rocket trivia. Mm. Real rocket. Real rocket? Yeah. <laughs> like real and armed or just real rocket? Uh, real unprimed. Actual honest to God, salt of the earth rocket. <laughs> salt of the earth rocket. <laughs> Scourge of the earth rocket. <laughs> <laughs> but not not primed. That was the that was the. What term. type of rocket? I will find out for you. Is it like a n- nuclear rocket? <laughs> I don't mean. Hang on, I'm going to find it out. For the scene where the missile is hijacked, the production office had been able to secure the loan of a real in brackets but unprimed Thunderbird two SAGW missile from the thirty sixth Heavy Air Defense Regiment. Fuck. Yeah. In addition to a number of troops who would play the Master's men, eight Marines had also been made available for the Dover Castle sequences. Unfortunately, however, the soldiers were dressed in military raiment. Rather than uh, convict garb, prompting Terence Dix to add a line wherein Captain Yates explained that the criminals had been wearing fake uniforms. Mm. But that is an actual, honest-to-God, Thunderbird 2 missile. Shit. Ka-ching. Entirely tangentially, but Thunderbird 2 is my favourite Thunderbird. Oh, really? Mm. Which one is 2? It's the big green one. Big green one? Oh, yeah. yellow one inside the thing that comes out yeah it's pretty good I wonder what happened to uh, Rory's Thunderbird podcast because I did three episodes of it. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. I've listened to those recordings a bunch of times. I want that. I want him to finally do it. Oh god damn it! Anyway, okay. oh, Thunderbirds. Uh, right, right. I think so. Reviews. Let's do that. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong. Hey, la 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 la. Ratings. Overall, I think we have yet another case on our hands of there are two serials here. Keep them separate. Don't mash them together. Mm. We have the whole prison experiment thing and we have the whole peace conference rocket thing. Keep them separate. Those are two really good serials on their own. Well, really yeah, good. One. One, one really good and yeah. one passable one. Yeah. Yeah. 
at the very least, keep them separate. However, it's not as bad as it has been on prior occasions when we've had too much going on in a mm. serial. And the prison thing is interesting enough uh, for me to to be engaged every single time that we jump away from the, the rocket thing. And I guess vice versa. Certainly the prison thing is more interesting. Um, anyway, because of all those things, because the master is fantastic, the doctor is great, everything that we've talked about so far, I'm taking it down from around the four point whatevers to, let's say, a 3.8. Definitely a, a, I find a very rewatchable serial. In fact, I have already seen it twice now. Mm, nice. Go for it. Um, I'm hedging more here. I'll just go up with a number. I'm going for 2.4. Oh, really? Because I think that the two, like, you know, I would have just, th- there was, I was more frustrated that the prison stuff was t- more interesting because it had no time for development. Like, they couldn't mm. figure out the the bigger themes around imprisonment, rehabilitation, all those sort of things, you know, pacification, uh, pacification. Pacification. Yeah, pacification, thank you. Um, and all of those sort of things. So I was just like, hey, maybe we're going to... No. Oh, maybe this this prison? No. no. Hey, maybe... No. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the parasite bucket thing was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I've got a question for you. Go on. Sorry to interrupt you, Mini. Why can it teleport? Shut up, that's why. We didn't talk about that. Why can the bucket teleport? Yeah, it really can. I don't know. I, <sighs> I guess it depends on the type of um, alien. What? Like, can aliens teleport? Some aliens, right? Well, in that case, why is it teleporting with bucket and all? <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. The bucket. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so about uh, I, I, I'm sticking with that rating just because I think it could have been more either the sum of it, you know, the sum of its part. Yeah, it would have been better than the than the whole. Okay, listener minis, listener minis, listener minis. Shazamatron, we have some listener minis. Uh, let's go through them in chronological order. First off, we have Paul Forber. Hello, Paul. Hey, Paul. How you doing? All's good. So, yeah. <laughs> Paul again this week has provided a very helpful synopsis that I uh, implore everyone to go and read. But since it's not technically a review, I think we're probably just going to let everyone see that on its own. Paul, throw us a review. We'd love to know what you hear, but uh, yeah. what you feel, buddy? Yeah, yeah. G- give us a rating. I, I, I want to know what's uh, what's in that mind. Yeah. What, <laughs> what's what's your opinion of this? That said, it is a spiffing uh, synopsis. So for those of you who haven't seen this serial or who just want to once again read something that just perfectly encapsulates it, then um, head on over to whobackwhen.com and you will find it there. In the meantime, you can also find Paul on Twitter. He is at WordsmithPaul. Thank you, Paul. Next up, in mini-review land, we have Peter Zunich. What up, Peter? Hello, Peter. Peter has sent us both... Let's just say this, because the guy... I mean, he deserves a standing ovation. He, he sends both a mini-version of his mini-review and a maxi-version of his mini-review. Thanks, Peter. That's you, really, really You nice. are the MVP. Yeah. Ka-ching, Peter. So here's the mini-version. Okay. The scene with the Doctor, the Brigadier, and the Chinese Delegate is one of the best in Who history. Ooh. The cast is amazing. Barnum and Mailer are great supporting characters. Yates has already come into his own, and the relationship forming between Benton and the Brigadier really begins to grow. Meanwhile, Joe and Joe, the Master, and the Doctor are all outstanding as usually. Chin Lee, Doctor Summers, and Major Cosworth were also strong players. Finally, often going unnoticed, the practical stunts in these series were particularly well in performed and deserve special mention. On the negative side, the story is a little all over the map. There's tons of intrigue in the first two episodes, but it doesn't carry over into the later one. Also, the prisoner stuff is slightly too long. Finally, a greater tie-in in the three storylines would have helped. 
The retro rewrite of the week goes to Chin Li's quote-unquote ability to summon the machine's power over such a long distance. It just doesn't match the logic set up elsewhere in the story. That's true. The retro reshoot award goes to the audio mixing, as much of the Prison Riot's audio is inaudible. A close second is the American delegate's greatest fear. Really? He's afraid of dragon statues? <sighs> With great characters and a decent script, the story gets high marks that are brought down a bit because I feel there was just something missing. I'll give this one a funny face is at the security camera 3.7 yeah strong thank you again peter next up we have steven 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 hey dear steven <laughs> so steven right this is the one where i will be horribly disappointed if ponkin and friends don't manage at least one street fighter joke before it's over wait what no you know i was thinking of this steven all the way through this entire review i thought should we make a chun Li, you know thousand, ah. uh, thousand kick thing or the spinning bird kick joke but we didn't and i was proud of us for this <laughs> i didn't make was. that connection at all are you not a street fighter player uh no not really see i was sorry um, but i'm sorry steven i'm I sorry steven and i thought we were being better but there you are <laughs> Um, this serial was a much better outing for the master than previous story was. His plan felt more coherent, whether it was actually was or not. The wannabe fear Dalek that was the Keller machine was also an interesting threat. I particularly liked how it allowed for a callback to Inferno in the Doctor's visions of fire. Ah, so that's what that was. On the subject of the Inferno, I feel Mind of Evil shares a bit of the mind gripe with that story, that it forcibly combined two stories that could have been solid on their own. Mm -hmm. In this case, killing diplomats and causing international incidents to get a world-ending missile and an alien fear machine taking over a prison. That said, Mind of Evil does a better job at weaving these des these disparate plots into one story, in my opinion. Stephen goes on, I liked the idea when the Doctor and Joe share a moment lamenting that they directly caused the death of what was essentially an innocent person to destroy the Keller machine. I can't recall if we really had anything like that since Stephen and The Massacre when they abandoned Dodo's ancestor to her fate. Overall, Steven says, I liked The Mind of Evil and rate it with a 3.4. Awesome. Nice mini. Hot damn. Uh, sorry about the Street Fighter thing. Not sure I agree about the parallel with Dodo's ancestor. Th that was the the whole Dodo's ancestor thing for me is is more like well, it, lots of people have died throughout history just because the Doctor has a time machine. He can't go back and save everyone. Mm. And unfortunately, maybe we have to treat Dodo's ancestor as sort of a, a fixed point in time. And also, that episode concluded with oh, it turns out she did survive because she then had offspring who had offspring who had offspring who had Dodo. So um. Yeah, anyway. Ugh, I'm sorry. Now you're getting me on a Dodo rant, Stephen. I hate Dodo. Um, Stephen, fantastic mini. Ladies and gentlemen who have podcast land who are not Stephen, you can follow Stephen on Twitter. He is at sgamer82. That is 82, the number. <laughs> Next, we got Chris Zed in the house. Chris Zed! How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> How's tricks? All good? Rad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Chris writes, they went, all, they went all out and actually cast a Chinese actress. Or the director's wife, who happened to be Chinese. Directors, there you directors. go. Directors, oh right, okay, maybe yeah. that's slightly different. Recon my thoughts for me, please. <laughs> uh, it was still better than watching another racist performance by a white guy. I liked that the Doctor was the Master's vision stroke fear and the Master wasn't the Doctor's. Uh, I also liked the two plots that came together. Not as well as in the Enemy of the World, but still good. It, it was also, according to Tardis Wikia, an homage a fa uh, to a favourite book of story, a book stroke movie of mine, A Clockwork Orange. Mm. Uh, Chris said adds, uh, one question that brings my score down a little. If the Master's TARDIS is out of commission, how did he get the, mo the mind parasite to the planet? <laughs> 
for me it's a 3.8 he says which is a very strong rating and a very good question holy chris is on the money i you know you're gonna, this, <laughs> i feel like you're gonna do the exact same thing in a moment um, yeah probably but, yeah. <laughs> We'll try and we'll try and address them all at once. Yeah, d- I mean, I think we answered that question. I think so. He must have already had it in the TARDIS. It, that's the only thing. I mean, it's it's one of the first things that sort of springs to mind in this serial, given that the the, the conceit of it is he is also landlocked, and the conclusion of it is he's no longer landlocked. So how the fuck did he get planet his hands on a planet locked? Yeah, sorry. How how did he get his hands on an alien thing? Well, the alien thing must already have been on Earth, e.g., in his TARDIS. Yeah, super good, very very good. Great. We'll say it does reference Enemy of the World. Will we ever get to so huge, like, such huge plots merged into one serial? as we did in Enemy of the World. I don't see it, because that shit only That enhanced. was a bonkers. When that the, was When the awesome. second plot emerged, the subterranean cult, yeah. whatever, earthquake machine, I thought, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that has ever <laughs> happened to great. anything. Like, is literally this the anything. same thing? Have I clicked onto a different thing? Because this is great. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, thank you very much. Awesome. And uh, we got one more. From... Erin, Dr. Zed. Hello, Dr. Zed. We have so many Zeds. I know. They should all get together and have some sort of Zed conference. <laughs> so, Erin writes, featuring another highly convoluted gonzo scheme from the master, <laughs> the mind of evil is fun, but has some pretty huge plot holes. Mm. The biggest being, what the hell is this alien and where did the master get it exactly. from? <laughs> since he hasn't been able to leave Earth? Giant question mark. <laughs> uh, and how did the doctor know what it took to kill it, despite seeming to know nothing else about it? It sure didn't look to me like something that could take a nuclear blast to destroy still as an apologist for this particular era of classic who i think it's better to enjoy the antics and not think too hard about it i give it a 3.8 out of 5 which i'm sure you'll find much too high not at all Aaron. not I, at all i do but yes <laughs> but i will bow to your superior knowledge dr zed Aaron goes on with some random thoughts let's ping pong these uh, bullet points shall we numero uno doc is such a dick in this serial he immediately berates both bagels and joe right after they each save his life for some reason they both seem to find this behavior endearing secret crushes i suspect Ooh. do we know what the fire the doctor refers to when he talks about an entire world burning it must be off screen unless i'm forgetting something not until the fourth Doctor hits tracking has does an entire world get destroyed. I think well, you talk about Inferno. Right? It is definitely Inferno. I hadn't thought about it before the the prior mini, but mm. that must be it. Must right. Be. Next up. So does all this mind sucking by the Keller machine leave the master less evil? Apparently not. But it's the logical assumption. Yeah. Good point. I love the Bagels Benton Yates interplay in this story. I would watch a spin off about the three of them <laughs> and their unit adventures. And, and, a, baby. and, and ba- a baby. And a baby. And a baby. Bagels Yates and Benton and a baby. And they'll get like a, a New York apartment. Um, <laughs> That's what I want to see. Yeah. And Bagels is the tidy one. Three unit men and a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bagels is the tidy one. Is the tidy one. With his mustache, he is clearly Magnum P.I., right? <laughs> He's Tom Selleck. Uh, Benton's he, the cat. He's face. Yeah. Uh, Yates <laughs> is, uh, what's his face, uh, from Police Academy. Well, um, Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, last bullet point, Aaron goes, The third Doctor doesn't value human life all that highly. He blows off the many, many deaths by saying that the casualties were all hard cases. Very compassionate, Doc. Later, when Joel bemoans the death of the friendly giant, the Doctor counters with, How do you think I feel? What an 
incredibly self-absorbed yet still strangely lovable dude is number three. Good. Yes. Very good point. Nice one. Thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, people uh, who are not Aaron, fret not, you can follow Aaron online. She is at Dr. Z. That's Z with two Ds. Awesome. Right. So what's next? Next up on the classic scheme, we have Claws of Axos, which has the aforementioned red crinoids <laughs> and also a bunch of golden dudes who I think are the actual axons. I haven't seen that serial. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Next up on the new Who menu we have... The next Doctor. Oh, yeah. Which is a really good one. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Ooh, shit. Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. <laughs> Catch you next week, folks. Be rad and excellent to each other. Rock on. And cha ciao Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problemo. Tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? The finals on Google Plus. That's plus who back when. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who back when just got its very own Twitter account. No lie. So give us a follow. You guessed it. That's at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse of visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or, still funny, audio Who review. Cha-chow. Who back when?